Hey, good morning and welcome to Breakthrough Walls. I'm Ken Walls and I'm your host. I'm just going to say this right now. You need to share this out to all of your friends, all of your family. You're not going to believe the story of the gentleman that I have on today. I have Mr. Ramey. We'll leave it at Ramey. It's Ramey Albatrawi. And he has the most incredible story. It will blow your mind. So make sure you stay with us and share this out. Let's get right to it. Let's bring Ramey on the show. Ramey, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Uh, I told you I couldn't sleep last night. I was so excited. There's other people on here. My good friend, Corey Calvin, the real estate mogul is like, he, we talked on the phone. He's like, dude, I can't wait for you to interview this guy. He's pretty excited. So, um, so Ramey, this this shows literally breakthrough walls. It's it's to help people have a breakthrough in life. And you are officially the king of breakthroughs in life in my book. And and I, I mean, I read your new book and I, I want to make sure that people get a copy of that today as well. Um, but why don't we start with you sharing with everyone where you were born and raised? I was born in, uh, actually in Geneva, Switzerland. Uh, my parents were Egyptian by heritage. And when I, when I was eight, they, they moved to actually California for a couple of years. And then when I was 10, they went to Montreal. And at age 12, that's when I left and hitchhiked and uh, went to Tampa, Florida for the next uh, 14 years. So I, I, I got it. I have an 11-year-old daughter, right? Right. And I cannot imagine, I mean, she's 11 and a half. So she's six months away from being 12. And I cannot imagine my daughter hitchhiking to Florida at 12 years old. I just can't imagine <laughs> that. Like what in the world, <clears throat> excuse me, what happened to, to make you go, I've got to, I've got to get out of Montreal and go to Florida <laughs> at 12. Well, you know, it, it was really interesting was somebody handed me that book, Think and Grow Rich, at 12 years old. And, and I was a kid that everybody like, kind of beat up on in school and didn't have a friend. I just was like, I was in my own world anyway. And I read that book and, and it, just, it just rang true. And I read it over and over again. It almost was, I read it about 20 times. And, uh, and I, it, it kind of resonated with me right away. And I just couldn't believe it. And I knew that if I... I mean, I was so convinced that if I followed those principles, I would succeed. And I was, like I'm saying, I was so young that it just, I wasn't affected by the rest of the world telling me that I couldn't. You know, so I had this book tell me that I could, and I believed it. And it said, do not procrastinate. That was a big, one of the biggest reasons people fail is to procrastinate. So I just said, I could spend three more years in high school or four more college at seven years. What can I do in seven years if I just go do it? 
So it was just one day I just uh, picked up and I said, okay, well, I'm not going to procrastinate. I'm going to leave right now. And I knew America, I mean, we talked all about the success. I knew all the opportunities were in America, not in Canada. So, so I, just, I, I just hitchhiked and I got lucky. It was only two rides and I got to Tampa. And Tampa was a great place to go because it was warm because I knew I was going to be homeless. So I didn't want to be <laughs> somewhere that was freezing. Oh my God. You, you knew I, you said, I knew I was going to be homeless. So you went to Tampa, Florida at 12 years old. You're homeless. How does, how does a 12 year old survive on the, on the streets of, of any city, but in, in Tampa, Florida, how did you, like you had to eat too, right? Like, yeah, it was kind of like a state of mind kind of thing. One, I definitely didn't hang out with the rest of the homeless people or, or my mindset would have been different. So it was like sleeping under underpasses or sometimes I, see, I sneak into an apartment that has a pool, sleep in a lounge chair, uh, take showers in the back of uh, gas stations. And, and I would find change on the, uh, on the ground. So like a 25 cents would give me a pack of cookies. I'd eat one cookie a day, you know, survive on those things. But it was, it was always just surviving, but I wasn't going to get into a homeless mentality where I was begging and, and, and got sucked that way. But I had so much confidence because Think and Grow Rich, and I, I just so believed that I was going to do it. And that was just going to be part of my journey because if, if that was the first step. It's like the, like it's a, a journey of a thousand miles starts with the first step. So I was just going to take that first step and just... Just, just stick with those principles, and eventually, you know, if I talk to enough people, I'll find something uh, to do. So, so you, you, you were, we'll call it surviving on the the streets of Tampa. Um, and I love the fact that you said I wasn't going to take on that homeless mentality. I didn't hang out with homeless people. Yeah. That's awesome, man. And that's where it starts, right? So, so you ended up at at um i i well I, i'll let you tell the story so you know fast forward to where you kind of had an epiphany moment in your in your teens yeah uh, by the way i, I do want to step back and the reason why i don't want to have a homeless mentality because yeah. i talk about this later on in the book and it's kind of really important is you do become what you think of most of the time yeah. so and i put it in the book like if you if you think about being a doctor, you go to medical school, you do your residency, you treat patients, read medical journals, then you become a doctor. You have blinders on on everything else. You don't see business deals. You don't see anything stuck to that uh, salary. You know, if, uh, if you decide that you're going to be a dishwasher and you're happy with $300 a week and that's all you think of most of the time, that's what you become. So, so people, whatever people do or think of most of the time, that's where they're in, uh, they, they end up in life. And the limitations, you put also limitations when you think of certain things. So that's why it's very important early on that I, didn't, I wasn't going to get them into a homeless mentality because that's where I was going to be stuck. But uh, wow. anyway, I just want to bring one of those points so yeah. you get something for, for people. So they, they just need to change the way they, they think. But uh, so I kept on trying different things. I was there at 12, kept on trying different things. Just one business after the other just didn't work. I mean, everything from, I said, I, I figured putting home soda fountains in, in homes, you know, small and build one of those. I just caused, caused floods in the kitchen. <laughs> so it didn't work. But, uh, you know, but I was 15, I was, I did get uh, I only had two jobs in my whole life. It was Think and Grow Rich said you can't get rich work for working for somebody else. And they totaled three weeks altogether, all before I was 16. 
two weeks in one, one week in another. And, and, wow. for the, and the reason I took that one job at this, the diner was to get $300 to buy the 68 Cadillac. Uh, for, for the, and that was my home for the next two years. So I finally had like a kind of home I would park behind the trees and stuff and, or, or garages and made it my home. But wow. one day uh, it was uh, I was it was around Christmas time and I walked into the Zare store, which is like a Walmart, and I saw this guy right in front of the store selling these glass swans, and these glass swans, uh, this guy was just selling right and left and everything, and I was looking and said, wow, you know, it's a lot of traffic he's selling, you know, let me just figure out something that I could do all year round when this guy leaves because I had talk, I had a talk with him. He said he's only there for Christmas, uh, so. <clears throat> So I went and asked all the, and that's the key. I always talk to people, and then always another very big key. I always say, find the need and fill it. And that's I, I do it today too. Find the need and fill, it, and that's how you build wealth. Uh, so I asked a few people, and they said uh, a couple of people said, you know, people ask if we cut keys, and we don't do that. So I decided to uh, to, uh, to find a used key machine, which was like fifty dollars. I scrambled up fifty dollars, and uh, and I got a, a desk from a junkyard, and I saw a register at the one of the restaurants on the floor, so I got that. And the guy who sold key blanks, so I bought all the key blanks from him. It cost like $12, and I told him, if you sh show me how to cut keys, I'll buy all the keys from you. And I set up my first store, and the first week made like $600. And, wow. And then I just said, okay, this, this, is, this is a business that actually can make money. And within a year, I ended up with about the 230 stores and got a net worth of a million dollars by the time I was 17. So that was the first real break <laughs> I had. <laughs> I mean, uh, oh my gosh. So 17 years old, most kids are, are, are trying to figure out their hormones and, 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 you know, get out of high school. Where, where am I going to go for college? And, and, and you're out, you're out opening kiosks across the nation with, and, and, and building a net worth of over a million dollars at 17. Right. Wow. But again, it took me five years of a lot of street education. Yeah, sure. Together. But again, I wasn't I wasn't business smart yet. So, you know, I realized as I was building these key centers, I didn't I didn't sign a single lease uh, with anybody. I just went on everybody's word because I was convincing managers after managers to let me in for 20 percent of what I do. And then they, they saw how much success I was having and how much they were earning on the 20 percent. So they said, you know what, we could do this on our own and have 100 percent of it. And they. Gave me a 30 day notice and told me I had to be out of all, all their stores. Wow. So I was again back homeless because I reinvested everything in my businesses. So when I all of a sudden was shut down and I had to remove all the keys, I had absolutely no money left again. So, I, so again, it's just a change of mindset. All just all I just said to myself was, okay, I got to find the next one, next business, and it was a learning lesson. Did but, you still did you still have the 68 Cadillac? No, I, I got that's that's the problem. I got rid of that '68 Cadillac because I, I was making money. I got an apartment, and, yeah. and so now I was homeless again. So, <laughs> so I ended up. Uh, I think when I, when I ended up homeless, I had enough to get. I think it was a '74 Cadillac or '78. <laughs> yeah, it was. It's, at least the Cadillac was like a status. It was a change of my. I could have bought a Chevrolet or something, but I thought if I wasn't a Cadillac, sleeping in a Cadillac, it was. It, it would also be. And not a poverty mentality. Like I said, I had a Cadillac. Hey, sleeping in a Cadillac is uh, nicer than some apartments. So, <laughs> yeah, right. right? I had big white seats uh, back then. So, right, right. <laughs> but right. Uh, they didn't run real well. <laughs>
So, so, <laughs> so you lost every, were you still 17 or had you hit 18, 19 by the time no, you, no, I was about 19 now. Okay. And, uh, and, but again, another principle from thing grow rich, uh, and you'll see throughout my whole life through it, every adversity is a seed of uh, equal or greater benefit. Because if I didn't go broke there, I would have been limited. That was all the stores I had and everything and making that much money. So it gave me the opportunity to look at uh, what the next business was, which, uh, would also propel me a lot further. Uh, so, yeah, talk about that. Talk about the next. Uh, so here you are, homeless again. Right. And I, I, I want to point something out that I think is is phenomenal about you because I've read the book and I, I like your story is incredible. Like the you didn't get stuck in the loss. You didn't get stuck in the mindset of I can't believe Zares screwed me over like that. And you didn't get into that mentality, the victim mentality that you talk yeah. about. Yeah, you can't. You just got to let it go. Okay? I mean, I've had bigger challenges, as you saw there in the book. Just yeah. let go and say, okay, that was the thing. You reassess what you have right now and shift and think of, the, of what's in the future because if you're stuck in all the negative stuff and you think about all that, that's, again, you're back to thinking uh, what you think of most of the time. If you're thinking, oh, how I got screwed and, uh, you know, life is unfair and all that stuff, you're going to attract that and that's the way you're going to move forward. So it's not yeah. a really good way of uh, living or thinking. Uh, so you, but so, you immediately start thinking, how, what's the next business? Where do I go from yeah, here? How do because all failure is temporary and unless you accept it as, as permanent failure. So it's like, well, it's a temporary failure. There's so many ways of, of making money. You know, that was just one way, you know, it's wow. a good learning lesson. Uh, so I was walking the streets again and I was walking by this, uh, this body shop. And, and I talked to everybody to see what the next opportunity. And when I was talking to the guy, the owner of the body shop, this guy came in, had four cars being fixed. And I said, oh, I wonder what he's doing to have four cars to be fixed. And I started talking to him. He says, well, he buys cars from one auction and then he fixes it and then uh, takes it to another auction and sells it and he makes money. So, yeah. Oh, I could do that. <laughs> so, so I didn't have any money, but then this is where I learned how to use other people's money. So when I was in that Zara store, I saw, I met this guy who was a police officer. He had to hold three jobs because he had six kids. He didn't make enough money. And so I approached him and I said, I tell you what, if you put up the money for, the, if to, for me to buy the car, I'll do all the work. And then we'll split the, the profits 50-50 and I'll give you the title to hold so it's, you're secure. So he thought he'd try it out. So we bought the first car. I always remember it. It was a Firebird. It was the same one that, uh, <laughs> that, that uh, looked exactly the same, as the same as that old movie with, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Burt Reynolds? Burt Reynolds, yeah. Smokey and the Bandit? Smokey and the Bandit. It looked like that car. <laughs> so I knew it, it, it was a great car. So I bought that car, fixed it up. I bought it for like $5,000 at the time, fixed it up, sold the auction for like $7,500 or $8,000 wow. or more. I don't remember, but, but we made money. So I said, right, we, we, we did it. And then, and then I started again uh, to say, okay, we could do more. And I thought he was excited. I started buying more cars. And again, lack of education. I, I didn't know back then that Florida title or total car, basically they call it, and you know, had so much less or worth because it's total, the insurance company total. So I, I wanted to get really grown. I saw this guy selling me a bunch of these cars so under the market. And I thought, oh, I made such a great deal. But I realized that those cars were going to be worth a lot less. So mm -hmm. I, I built all these cars, took them to the auction, and they announced it for Anyway, I took, a, I took a huge loss on those cars. And again, it, it, I had one last truck. 
again, it's right back to every, through every adversity, there's equal greater benefit. So I had this pickup truck, and this guy looked at it, it was looking at it, and I said, okay, my opportunity is to sell this truck. And at the end, he didn't want me to, to he didn't want to buy the truck, but we, we kept on talking. He said, he want, well, what he does is he builds custom vans, you know, so... Uh, so he so he says, if you find me some van shells, I'll pay you six hundred dollars for every van. And there was a big shortage of van shells back then because the EPA changed for the for the OEMs, the car deals that they had to bring the mileage down. So they're building lots smaller cars and and fewer trucks to bring the average mileage down. And and custom vans were a rage back in the 80s. So, so it was a perfect storm. So it was, it was pretty sure. So it was confidence, I told you know, no problem. I'll find you vans. And, and uh, I mean, there's a lot more to the story when you read the book. But, uh, but uh, so I found the first bunch of vans and, and brought it to him. And, so, and, he, and he paid me so then. And, and I, when I got there, I, I was in such a hurry. And I had 10 guys who brought in 10 vans. I said, well, let me get one of your vans. You know, I know I have a guy that can buy it in Tampa dealership. So I took that van to bring everybody back. And I went to the dealership. And right in the spot as I was trying to sell the van, you know, the dealership sold it to a customer. It made $6,000, you know. And then he was over making money on insurance and making money on financing. And I, and I yeah. saw the guy made actually $12,000 on a van that he paid like $20,000 for. So I said, you know, this is the kind of business I need to be in. I need to be in the retail business. And again, and this selling is, cars uh, or vans, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, custom vans, and uh, and I and that's another principle I put in the book is I learned uh, if if you want to have people invest in you, you got to think of the people who will benefit by you succeeding. If you say to yourself, okay. I need to go get money. Who benefits by me succeeding? You know, if it's mm -hmm. a vendor or if it's different people. And, and it hit me that, oh, the guy who builds vans, you know, he's running around selling at different auctions and everything. He would yeah. actually benefit if, if he had a dealership and selling it to, a, to a certain locations and make more money. So, so I went to Hartwell. Uh, where, where the man, <laughs> real redneck place, by the way. I, I, was, I was actually greeted with a shotgun and everything. So oh, boy. And I said, <laughs> I said, you don't understand. Oh, and, my God. and by the time I, I was done, I proposed to him, you know, if he put up a million dollars for me to open up the first dealership and uh, give me all the vans that I need, you know, he'd make so much more money and we'd split everything 50 50. I'd still do that today. You put up the money, I do the work, I have the yeah. thing. We split the upside 50-50. It's a, it's, it's a formula that I've kept for uh, a long time. So, so But that wasn't, a, that wasn't like he didn't, uh, just to, again, to make a point, because um, mm -hmm. a lot of people might go, well, you were just lucky. That probably wasn't a lay down sale to get that guy no. to put up a million dollars. No, it, it took me a full day of getting lost and uh, no, I'm, I'm good the way I am. And, yeah. Yeah, nobody says there's always a yes behind every no, but nobody ever says yeah. yes right away. I love that. I love, <laughs> yeah, that. I love I mean, that. I get so many no's. I, I think that's the number one word that I've heard in my life is no. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. Uh, so, right. But I, I view no's now as, as like nothing, just one step closer to the yes. Okay. <laughs> I know you have about 20 no's in you. Now I just knock one down. I only have to deal with 19 more. Wow. <laughs> So, that, is, that, uh, so. what, that see, and that's one of the principles that you talk about in the right. at the end of the book. The right. many principles you listed, but one, it's it's behind every no, there is a yes, and I yeah. love that. 
Yeah, and think about it, and even in your own life where you ask for something and you got to know, but you finally got the yes, you know, because you became persuasive or the guy got tired of you asking and, 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 and things. So, so there's, always a, there's always a yes behind every no. And, and one of the things, I didn't put it in a book, but I'll, just, I'll give you a key clue in negotiations and everything. The more time you get somebody invested, like if you walk into a store and you, and you want, and like a suit, and you tell the guy, you know, I want this suit at 30% off. He says, oh, thank you. we don't do that and all that. But if you spend time with him and you're trying on 20 different suits and shoes and socks, by the time he's wasted three hours with you, he wants something <laughs> out of the deal. Yeah. Then you ask him for that discount. It's amazing how you'll get that. But, anyway, <laughs> right? but that's true for almost everything. Uh, 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 when you when you're negotiating, you need people to invest time, or they have no reason to say, give you that yes. Wow. So the more time you have the other side invested, the the more you'll get to that yes. That is amazing. But, uh, so so I ended up buying the first dealership, uh, building the first dealership, Nationwide Van Center, it was called, and and I wanted to do cheap. I, I took over a location which was Nationwide Bank that shut down. And so I just removed bank and put van center. (laughs) (laughs) And then, uh, and then it was my first dealership. And within, uh, within a year, year and a half, I had six dealerships, Uh, bought an insurance company to do the insurance, make more money, real estate. So I ended up by 23 with a net worth of about $50 million and, and bought the the best sports car. And I was really living big and I thought I made it. I thought, you know, you know, in the eighties, 50 million is like having four or 500 million, you know, and in Tampa, you're king, you know? So I was really uh, enjoying life and I thought, okay, I did it. The book worked and everything else. And then I got comfortable with the, was where I was at until one fateful day. (laughs) Wow. uh, And and we're going to that. So that day, again, 23 years old, you own six dealerships. You said you bought an insurance company because you just saw that it would be more profitable. Makes sense. Um, and, 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 and you accumulated a net worth of over $50 million at 23 years old. That is absolutely, if we, if the story stopped right there, that would be mind blowing in and of itself. Um, but that's not where the story stops. It, it yeah. keeps going. And so talk about yeah. the, the yeah. next. Yeah, that was just the beginning of the journey. <laughs> I mean, the end of the book, I like better than the beginning of the book because it really, really defines how the principles really do work. Yeah. So, so one day I was watching a, a, a Italian show, which was my favorite show at the time, Lifestyles of Rich and Famous. And it Robin Leach. Time, Robin Leach. <laughs> It was the first time they did a one-hour special on the richest man in the world. And I said, oh, I got to watch this. I mean, he's the richest guy in the world, and it's a one-hour special. So, so I turned it on, and it just changed my life. I saw, I was watching that show, and I was with a group of people, and I invited them over. And it, this guy was traveling the world, had 35 homes, seven jets, a lifestyle, million-dollar parties. He, he, it, but the thing that got me the most was a billion dollar transactions he was uh, he, he was working on like he was working on 12 billion dollar pipeline he 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 did things that were beyond and he was a head of state without a state and this guy was just bigger than life and he was the richest man in the world and he made a difference in the world and and when the show was done you know i sat there and i said you know what I'm shit. I got nothing. <laughs> and, you know, I stopped short. I think I have something because I got $50 million. I'm living great. This yeah. guy is conquering the world and changing the world. And he's the richest man in the world. And, 
And I said, you know what? I need to work for them. I said, I got learn what I what I I am not where I the goal that I wanted to be. You know, this was this is a good temporary stop, but this is not where I want to be. So I just decided in that moment, and I told everybody who was sitting there, I said, I want to work with that guy one day. And uh, and and part of thinking grow rich, it said, you know, it, it talks about burning your bridges. You can't leave yourself a retreat to, or or fallback. So right away, I sold everything I had. I mean, I went on a fire sale. I didn't care what I sold it for. I just wanted to be out and have one goal, go after Adnan Khashoggi. So I ended up selling it for a quarter of the value. I think I got maybe $9, million, $10 million for something that was worth $50 million. But it gave me the freedom and the goal and the burning desire to go after Adnan Khashoggi. And, and where was Adnan? He was a world citizen. There was, he wasn't anywhere, any place. It was not an easy thing. It took me two years to finally uh, find somebody that knew him. But That's I wasn't going to stop. Uh, yeah, and then wow. when I finally found him, I, you know, I, I flew the guy down. He actually was read tarot cards for him. So it was really an off-the-beat guy, but at least he knew him. <laughs> and I flew him, and I said, okay, uh, tell me how you know him. So I met him through the driver, and yeah, I read Adnan's tarot cards. He likes me reading it. So I said, okay, I, I tell you what, I'm going to give you $10,000. And you're going to introduce me to the driver. And next time you read his cards, you just tell Mr. Khashoggi that you see this guy named Raimi coming into your future. So, so, wow. so, that, so that was a start. So, so again, that, that can go on forever. But I ended up after two, uh, two years, then I started to get to meet everybody around him. For six more months, I just worked his inner circle. And then finally, he said, I like, I want to meet this, uh, this Raimi, and, you know, have him up. And, and this is the first time it was in New York. It was his Olympic Tower apartment. He had two stories on top of the world, 36,000 square foot apartment. And when I walked up there, this was the first time I saw great wealth. And talking about changing the way you think, all of a sudden, I went from a millionaire mentality to a billionaire mentality that instant when I saw what what kind of wealth uh, and you're looking at New York from all around he had the both floors and the wealth and the thing that he had in there just blew me uh, blew me away and I knew this is where I had to be but again I, let me ask you a question because you talk about this in the book you talk okay. about the leap going from the millionaire look most people especially at 23 years old but at any age most people that have accumulated a net worth of $50 million dollars there, they go into, how do I keep this mode and, and be comfortable for the rest of my life? And you're like, no, nah, there's more, there's, there's a lot more and yeah. I got to figure out how to get there. And, and, and it just blows me away. So talk about the, the mentality, the leap that you experienced in, in your, your thought process going from I'm a millionaire to I, I, I want to be a billionaire. Well, I'll I, I bring it down to, I, I, I'll regress a little bit when I was young, when I saw Glenn Turner, because most people, uh, for them, the fear of loss is greater than hope of gain. They live that way. Yep. And, and, uh, and it could be the millionaire or just a job or, or a hundred thousand dollar job is because the way when I saw Glenn Turner, the first time I saw the chart was most people at 18, you know, they get the first car, then they get the apartment, they get the furniture and the, and insurance. And, and now they have a job paying to, to, for this. And then they met, meet Miss Susie Wright at 23 and then the house and the second car and the children. And now they're in a mentality with, I can't lose what I have. So I need to be stuck with, with what I'm doing. And then they're stuck. 
The, yeah. And then they, they, they wake up nine in the morning, go, go to work nine, finish at five, come back, they eat, live for the weekend, a vacation week, day in, day out till they're, well, back then it was 65, retire with a gold watch, and then two years later, you're dead. <laughs> so to, to me, I, I saw that and it just scared me to death. I said, I'd rather be in the streets homeless or I'm going to reach the goals, and I would never let my fears control what I'm going to do in the future. Uh, so, so, so that was a big shift uh, when I saw that and big shift in the way I started thinking. So I started reversing that where 99% of the people live in is fear. And you can't achieve anything if you're afraid to lose what you have. Uh, so, so to me, I was, I, yeah, I had 50 million, but I made it. So I lost it. So what, what was the worst thing? I, but if I win, if I get what I want, I have everything in life that I, uh, that, that I want. I get the big goal. So yeah. it's worth it uh, for me as well. I risk every time still till today to get, uh, to get what I want. Yeah. So, so one of the biggest messages as one of my, my key is to really reverse that fear of loss and make your hope of gain greater. It doesn't matter because all the little stuff that you have it means nothing at the end of the day. You're going to die. You know, nobody, the world is 5 billion years old. The universe is trillions of years old. The dinosaurs lived 175 million years. Yeah. You know, humans have only lived 100,000 years, and we're going to live, what, 100 years in a speck of time at most? You right. know, so, so you lose the little stuff that you accumulated. Big deal. If you don't experience life, what's the purpose of everything? You know, what, mm. to raise kids, you know, do you remember anybody that died, you know, 100 years of billions of people that died? Everybody's forgotten them. And all yeah. their problems, that doesn't mean anything. And if you ever go drive down the highway, like I'm on four or five, and you pack thousands of cars, you look at every car and everybody has their, a life too that you just totally know that you'll forget about and everything else. And they live by that same fear and everything else and they do what they do. And, and the other thing about reversing that, it gives you total freedom. I yep. mean, when you live without fear, I have freedom from everything. I don't, I'm not afraid to, 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 to do things in life. You know, I have a lot of confidence. I show confidence. No matter how broke I was in the streets, I always in the street because I had no fear. And, and, but that took a little bit to build. And as you get older, it'll be harder to shift. But, 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 it's, but you need to shift that mental thought. So, How, so I mean, what do that's, you, what that's do not you... a big educational point that somebody really, if you just do that one thing alone, and just take go after every opportunity. Uh, you, it's amazing what life brings to you. And I mean, I don't know. Do you ever see a movie called Yes Man? Yep. Yeah. You know how he said just say yes to everything. Yeah. He got out. He just said yes, and opportunities came about. And Forrest Gump was one of my favorite movies. And people say why? And he said, well, because this guy was was a little slow. He didn't have a no, or he didn't live in fear. And when he said, "You want to go to college? Sure. <laughs> you want to go to the army? Sure. <laughs> you want to go? You know, you want to go to shipping business? Sure. You know, to him, he had no fear. He just he just went and did it. You right. Know? And he and he became a gazillionaire because he invested in that boy. Yeah. He, he didn't live in fear. He just he was too stupid to be afraid. So sometimes it's better to be too stupid to be afraid because you'll achieve great things. But, uh, uh, but uh, I, uh, I, so, so, so d does it require stupidity? <laughs> Cause I've it, said it, that I'm like, I'm just too dumb to quit. I think, yeah, you know, yeah. it, requires, it requires you to block out what the rest of the world is telling you. Yeah. Because people, one of the things that people affects people is other people's criticism. Your family, oh, you don't want to give up that job. You don't want to. You, yeah. you have to like block out the rest of the world and live in your own world. So I don't know if that's true, but you just got to yeah. believe in yourself. And and once you do it a few times, you start it starts building more confidence. And you see, oh yeah, yeah, I can do that and stuff. So so so. 
Well, back to the Khashoggi story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the end of it after two and a half years. Because he, when I talked to him and everything, he told me to get lost. <laughs> I mean, I heard that he told me to get lost a thousand times for the next two years. Oh so, but I would not get lost, and I'll tell how I pursued him for the next two years. It's in the book. But, but, but at the end of that four years, it was the four years of the intense rejection, but I never gave up and i was down to my last penny after i sold 10 minutes i owed eighty-five thousand my american express card but <laughs> i finally got to do one deal with them and and within eight uh, within another four years i made the first billion dollars so i at 32 i had a billion dollars in cash that's uh, insane uh, so so wow. it's it's what you're willing to give up and what you're willing to fight for and what your will your goal is and never take the side off your goal and you, and and I, you achieve anything I think this is a perfect time for me to interject to everybody watching. First, um, my physical copy of your book. So when I was watching you on Joe Soto's show, I immediately went to Amazon. I ordered the Kindle version and I ordered the book. And then later in the show, you're like, no, don't order it from Amazon because it's going to take till December to get it. Order it from my site, which is right here. Can you really think and grow your book is out for delivery for me today, actually. It, your, your website notified me. So, I listen, because you talk about in the book, and I don't want to give it away. Um, and if you don't buy the book and read this book, I'm just going to put it out there that you, you're missing one of the greatest books of all time. Like, seriously. So, can you really think and grow rich.com is the book. You, you, you did something... In, and you talk about it in the book with, with Anand that you, like you were showing up at his, his travel destinations early before him. And yeah. it just, it's mind blowing what you did to get his attention. And you said that he would walk in and say, like, swear at you and tell you to get out of here. Like, I'm going to call the police on you. Oh, and that was Carl Icahn. Same with that, man. Oh, I Carl, I'm everywhere. sorry. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yes, Carl yes. Icahn was just like, I, I wanted to do a deal with him. It's in the book. But he told me to get lost. And I mean, the kind of cuss words he used and everything else. Uh, but that's I just right. didn't stop. But at the end, I did a $400 million deal with him. And then we did another three deals after that. That's and, and he invested another $100 million in one of my public companies. Uh, but it, it all started with, with who, who now F is a Ramey? And I said, no way I'm going to do a deal with you. That's how... It all started, but by the end, he, he, we closed a four hundred million dollar deal. So, wow. so, so it's really uh, again, it's it's just believing that you're going to do it, and, and don't let the rest of the world. A lot of people. I mean, that's why Carl is so successful because he's such a big bully. He takes a position in the company. He tells everybody he's going to fire them. You got to change everything. So they do anything to buy him out for for a higher price. So so they get out. But that's his persona, and I just. I just sat there as he was insulting me and everything else. I wanted to call the police and stuff and just smiled. I mean, it's just, it just what you have to do and just uh, just let the spur flow. Wow. And eventually, uh, even him, there's a yes behind every no. And so it's just, wow. it just the attitude you have to have when you do these things. Uh, it's just yeah. if you change your attitude, you change the way you think, you change that everything is possible, you know, that, 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 that you know. And, and a lot of people have been afraid. What's the worst thing he's going to do? Call the police and have me thrown out? Okay, I can live with that. But if I win, I got $400 million. So, so it's really, oh you cannot be afraid of anything. Oh, my God. That's so, so amazing. Really, 
so so here here back to you were 33 years old had a had a billion dollars in cash Mm -hmm. a billion like that is such a big leap from 50 million and 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 so you had a billion dollars what's that from a decision but i went to zero again before i got the the billion (laughs) yeah and 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 so where did things go from there for you like well, then, you know, I realized, you know, after 32 years, all I did was work. Uh, you know, I probably maybe dated four women in my life by that time at, at 33. And then I said, you know what? I felt like I'm going to take a little break. I'm going to, and I was thinking, where can I go to really kind of have a lot of fun for a little bit? And LA just made a lot of sense. The Playboy Mansion was here, Hollywood was here. And so, so I just, I, I just came to LA. And the first thing I did, because I remember when I, saw Adnan and he finally said yes and I walked into his private DC9 I said you know I'm going to own a plane just like that so that's the first thing I did was buy a plane it was a fully decked out the DC9 with a bedroom and everything else and that was a story again of uh, of never taking a, a no because the guy who owned that plane was Jerry Parencio and if you know who Jerry Parencio is he owned Telemundo and all this he was a multi-billionaire he didn't want to sell that plane uh, you know but but you know what I, again, he told me, no, no, but the guy who managed this plane, I didn't put it in this book, he actually, you know, I, I went to him and said, you know what, I talked to Jerry, he said he's willing to sell the plane, he said to get the bank information from him, because I knew he would have his bank information for selling, so all I did was, uh, was, was uh, because I knew he wasn't going to keep it, I said, I just wired money into his account for the value of the plane. And then I called him up. I said, Jerry, you got the money in the bank. So you just, you could either give it back or just give me the plane. And he said, oh, the hell it. he gave me the plane. So, so even <laughs> that, yeah, I had to go through some notes to get it. And then, uh, and then same thing, Playboy Mansion. You know, it was finding the people who knew him and all that. It took a while, rejection, all that. But by the time I was done, you know, I had half of my plane going to Vegas. And I was a regular guest at the mansion. And. And Hollywood was easy to break in. That was uh, that I figured out pretty easy, you know. I didn't want to be one of those guys that that just wanted something. So I just I just realized that all of them had a uh, uh, had a cause and an auction. So I just showed up at all the auctions and bought the biggest, most expensive stuff. And all of a sudden, I was best friends with all the Hollywood stars. So so I set up my life to really party and play really hard to make up for lost time. But yeah. uh, but then at the at the end, you know, I was still a business guy, and I was motivated more by business and play. So that got a little boring, and that's where I met John Gray from Men Are from Mars, and yeah. and I saw him on the talk, and I said, "Wow, you're really bright. You know, I could market you." So so I I started, and again, that was also lots of no's. He had a lot yeah. of people approaching him. His book just came out. It was popular in commercial companies. So I said, no, no, no. But I finally got got him to invite me to a dinner. And by the time I was done with the dinner, I convinced him that to, to to let me market his book. And by the time I was done, I sold fifty million of his books. Yeah. And he, I kept him number one for six years. And from that, I built a company called Genesis Intermedia that uh, that ended up with seventy five other products. And I took that public. And my first foray in a public company, and I wish it was my last one, but <laughs> because I hate regulators. But 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 I took that to public, and uh, and uh, and I took that to almost a billion dollar market cap. You know, with these seventy five products and growing, and then again, adversity. You never adversity. would expect. I, I wait. You don't think of everything. You can't think of everything bad that's going to happen. And it was nine eleven. Nine eleven hit. And, and if anybody remember back then, but when 9-11 hit, 
they shut down the stock market for two for for two weeks. Yeah. <clears throat> so all my money was tied up in stocks. My own stock was I I believed in it. I was fighting the shorts, so I bought more. You know, it was it was one of the, one of these big battles because I wasn't going to give up on them. And on top of that, you know, unfortunately. You know the people who attacked uh, were 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 Arabs, yeah. and and the four people in pilots were Saudis. And Khashoggi owned forty percent of my uh, company. He was known as a Saudi arms dealer. So all of a sudden we were targets, and uh, so one they delisted us. So in that because nine eleven I lost everything I had uh, in, in basically a day. You know, and then on top of that, I had the government. That is why it's part of the book because I want to show that think and grow rich is not only for making money. I had the U.S. government after me for for seven years that tried to indict me for, for bullshit, uh, for things wow. that they were making up. And and a lot of people would have made a deal with them. You know, the deal was, you know, uh, you know, if you take four years, you know, they make a deal. If not, if you lose, which we win ninety eight percent of the time, you're facing over a hundred years. You know, for everything you do that, I said I didn't do anything wrong, not making a deal. And for wow. seven years, I fought them, and uh, and it goes on deeper. And deeper that the story. and that had that had nothing to do with nine eleven. It was it was the 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 whole stock market and yeah, uh, yeah. at the beginning they made it like it was you know we we're terrorists and stuff and the final yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it was all on the stocks and all that and later on you know it, it was interesting because, because i remember even that week those prosecutors are pretty, pretty tricky that they wanted me to make a deal but the week that they dropped the case which i put in the book the copy of the letter that they denied prosecution so, so it showed that if you fight them and you're right especially that even that the principles of think and grow rich, because I was I was a hundred percent gonna win, and I was a hundred percent not gonna make a deal. Because I'd rather fight and lose and get a hundred years and just give up and take four. That was yeah. just my mentality. And yeah. at the end, they gave up uh, with all the power of the government, all the FBI, the fifty million they spent to try to indict me and Khashoggi and everything else. They ended up sending us a letter of because They could not find anything we did wrong. You know, wow. and then at the end, we're, you know, I found a lot of backstories. You know, it started with some FBI agents who was working for the shorts. And at the end, three FBI agents, well, two went to jail. One uh, was a case, you know, for going after me. Uh, it was really, uh, but it's just injustices. But you can't, again, be bitter about that or do all that stuff. And, and you're not and bitter. You're not bitter about it. No, it just was. But it, it was like another way to prove. It was a good thing to add to the book. It's a good story to, to show because you don't get the stories like this all the time. That you, <laughs> you fight the government and win. Dude, nobody years. has stories like that. <laughs> That's unbelievable. <laughs> But anyway, so, so by the time I was done, you know, I was broke again. <laughs> so I was, <laughs> I was back homeless. And and the worst thing, that's why I don't want, like, I, I start the book with all the excuses that people make not to succeed the way the, the point yes. ended it. And and that was, I, so far I've lived every one of those excuses. And then the, there's a lot of excuses I could have used. But because during that trial, uh, that seven-year investigation, this doctor, this script-happy doctor decides, hey, you know, you know, you have a lot of real stress. This is not fake. You should take this. It's antidepressants. You, you'll deal with it better, which I never, which I never took. But, but he kept on saying, so I said, okay. So I kept on thinking. So, so for all these years, I was taking all these heavy-duty antidepressants and stuff and as I was fine. And I was operating on less than 5% of my capacity that I normally operated. And I saw that, and I couldn't come up with new ideas. And I was now back broke in the street and everything. And that's why, to me, the last part of the book is – to me, is more important than the first part because it's easy to come and it's a great story and everything, but 
But, but the last part of the book, it shows after fighting the government, being on those drugs, I even, he gave me so many drugs. One night I, over, I took way too many and I actually died. I mean, I was at Cedar Sinai. There's a picture of me there. I was yeah. dead for 20 minutes, or we're going to call a priest in. But they kept it up, and I, and then I started breathing. I was in machines for two days, and I was in the hospital for three weeks. And then, wow. so so even from that, you can, you can come back. So by not giving up, those doctors didn't give up. And then when they released me from the hospital, you know, I was I was broken. Then, but I decided then that I I was gonna get off those. But it changed the way I was thinking, and I couldn't say on those things. So I went cold turkey, and it took three months to get those, those drugs out of my system for over the years. And during the three months, I tell you, people thought I was crazy. I was back in the street, walking the streets. I was literally put into a mental institution three times during the three months, you know, until finally it got out of my system. And I was, and there's a picture in the book, uh, you know, where I had 21, I only had $21. $21. Walking, walking the streets. And Barefoot. And I a book about that, just that one period of time. Wow. But, but I tell you what, when I got the, back to the way I was thinking and I was off, it was the last mental institution I, I, I was in. I felt all those drugs out of my body. And I just told them, give me a pad of paper and a pen and give me a place where I don't have to be around these people. And they shut, shut down the, because they shut down the TV room at 11 o'clock and, and opened it back at 7. I said, I just need time alone. And I convinced them after a bunch of no's to let me bring a mattress into that TV room so I had time alone. And I just started writing. I just kept on writing for the 10 days I was there, uh, the last four days of all the ideas, how I was going to make it. And I decided then that within five years, I got everything back uh, that I had and more. And within six months, I was going to get my house back and everything that I lost. So, so as soon as I got out, you know, nobody wanted to help me. I, John Gray was the only one that actually really did help me, gave me $10,000. And from that, and as I read the book, I rebuilt everything. I rebuilt to a point where I had more money than I ever had before. That's why every time that was just temporary adversity and stuff. So now, yeah. now I don't, I have instead of a DC9 empty 80 that I shower bedrooms and stuff, 10 extra tanks, takes you anywhere in the world. I started a launch companies after companies and even yeah. trying to go public again took another two year battle. Everything is still a battle. And I hear a ton of no's. And I'm building another three companies right now and, and so many projects that's, it's going to take me to new heights. I can't even imagine where I'm going to be at in five years from now. I'm already now surpassed where I was at before all this happened. So, again, mm -hmm. it's just, it just shows that, even, you know, I even put in the book, you can't judge somebody by just how they succeeded, but really how they succeed, fail, and, and if they do come back. Uh, I can't even remember how many times I failed, but came back uh, how many times, five, six times. But it just, and it's all based on all the principles of thinking rich. And then I, in these 48 years also, I figured out new ones that, uh, because I experienced it. And, and I, I'm not going to take anything from Napoleon here. He wrote a lot of things from interviewing people and yeah. got a lot of great information for 20 years. And then he wrote some gold. But I actually experienced it. And, and through the experience of things, I came up with different principles and, and keys. So I think there's 20 additional, 28 additional keys in that book yeah. that I've yeah. learned along the way that helped augment this. And, uh, and that's, that's why it was kind of really exciting to go full circle because I met Don Green, from, uh, who, who, was, uh, who is the CEO of uh, the Napoleon Hill Foundation. Yeah. And you know, he didn't expect, I sent him a copy of the draft of the book and he texted me within a, a uh, that night, he read it all that one night and said, this is this book is the best book I, I've ever read. So, you know, yeah. I've been submitted so many books 
and he actually endorsed the book. And he says, yeah. uh, he says, and and then I flew out to Wise, Virginia, to meet with him, did an interview with him, and 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 it's a real compliment for him to tell him that I I came along, and and he said Napoleon Hill one day will say somebody will come along and extend my work and prove. What I did out, and he said that I was the guy that finally did, and that's why he is so behind it. And and if you see on their website or Facebook, he's really pushing it, and he really believes that my book is the next level on this. And and I always encourage people to do both books. You have to do both books, yeah, uh, because you have to get the ba the basis. Because I touch on a lot of things, I put a lot of their quotes. But you, 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 if you're going to see Terminator uh, 2, you need to see Terminator 1 to understand Terminator 2. <laughs> right. Even better. Right. But but. My book it gives you a real life story that was in the 1930s, uh, but but again, it's all based on truth. Is not. I mean, still, it's one of the biggest self help books now, and it's 100 years later. So it's because it's based on truth. So I just yeah. added to it and showed that it really works. So I so so I put out the book just like you say to like you say you want to break the walls. I want to break the walls of the way people think. I want people to stop thinking and get stuck in this mentality, this victim mentality, and not doing the things they want. You know, I want them to live a life that, that's really extraordinary. That's why I said, because I live an extraordinary life. You know, I don't yeah. do this to make money. I, if I never sell a book, or, you know, right now this book probably costs me half a million more than <laughs> I'll ever, yeah. ever get it. But I just want to put the book out there. And yeah. it's not to brag or anything, because I live, it's to get people to change the way they're thinking. If I could change the way people think, I think that less than 1% to succeed can really grow. Imagine if the world, it's like 10% of people have succeeded you know, an 80% of, I mean, it changes everything. It's, uh, but it's such a small, it's such a small percentage. And, and, and Brad Schroeder asks a great question in the comments. I'd like to pop up here. How do you, because it, it is, it's about your thoughts. It starts there, right? So how do you intentionally control your thoughts so effortlessly in spite of chaos i mean everybody has chaos going on right? right so how do you intentionally control your thoughts and it seems like you don't put much effort into controlling them yeah now it's not effort because it's, it's now become second nature but i go back to the beginning of the book and, and one of the things that i was really lucky enough was i, I went and visited the coral castle and that was a really interesting visit because this is a guy, and it's right here in Florida. It was it's like built 70 years ago. It's not like back in the pyramids 3,000 years ago. This is a mystery. Right. This is a guy who was four foot nine. You know, he was so in love with this girl, and she leaves him on the day or the day before his wedding, and he decides to build this castle for her to win her back. And this castle, the smallest stone is two tons. The door is 20 tons, perfectly pivoted. He built this whole castle in a lifetime, and he had no tools. He, nobody ever saw him work. He'd say a wall would be up, next day it would be up. And then he built and died with a secret. And still today they can't build this castle. When the door fell off the hinge, it took three cranes just to move it back on the hinge. Oh. And, and nobody knows how he did it. But... But, but it really hit me. And a lot of tourists go there and see, oh, this is really cool. This is interesting and everything. But what I got out of it is that it is true. If you have a thought and you mix it with burning desire, you know, because and, and, and burning desire is you created by mixing with emotions and emotions yeah. love love. And even thinking of sex is stronger than emotion. But yeah. pain is a good emotion. Yeah. It's an emotion. It op your, your mind doesn't know the difference. It opens up your mind. So he was focused. He was in so much pain. And he was thinking about building that castle. And it's amazing. Everything is out there in the universe. 
You know, that's how, you know, all the information in the world. And all you have to do is like you're, you're, you're like a radio station. You just tune it to 93.1 and all of a sudden you got the, the information how to build the castle. Uh, you know, and and the way you do it is by having that burning uh, desire to open up your mind to one more level. Because, because imagine this: it, 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 you, you see a lot of the things like a, a, in the yearbooks or or, or or whatever, most likely to succeed. Now, you think the guy who was so popular and good looking didn't have to do anything, had lots of friends, had lots of girls, and everything, had to really strive much? Or and where does he end up in life? Because he never had to fight for anything. Amen. He ends up with a mediocre job and, and disappears in life, uh, you know, as, uh, as normal. And he's content. Yeah. But the guys who are like me, who, who was beat up in school, they didn't have a, a, anything that nobody liked to, and had to fight. You know, you're, you're out there saying, I'm going to prove myself and I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm better. And, and, you, and you get a lot of emotion behind that. You know, and so everything I do, I, I make sure and I, I make that the number one principle is you have to build a burning desire. Yeah. There's, there's, even Don, uh, Don Green says, you know, saying, oh, I want to have a million dollars. And yeah, everybody can wish and want for a thing, but it's just a dream, he says. Yeah, unless you mix it with that kind of desire, you know, get emotion. Like, think about what you want. Really build them. Think, think back of a heart heartache, or think about this great love, or something like that, or, or whatever. And and think about what you want, and just feel that emotion as you're mixing it and mixing it, and think wow. and make it to where you become so obsessive. You know, and once you're obsessive, then nothing stops you. Like because there's so many obstacles on on the road of doing something. If you don't have that burning desire, you'll you'll quit on the first snow or the first sign of defeat. Uh. You'll just quit. There's so so much power in what you just said. I hope people are getting this. Yeah, I hope they're getting it. And that's what I'm saying. And I and I and I, just, I said it to Joe Soto too. Like like you're married. I know he has nine yeah, kids yeah, and yeah. he's married. Okay, <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah. do you remember when you met your wife? Yes. Did you fall in love with her? I did. Yeah. Okay. Did you? How many things did you try to win her over? And did you stop because you, you mixed an emotion? That was your goal. I'm going to marry this woman. I'm in love with her. Yeah. And, and how long did it take to, to convince her? It took a while. At first, I mean, it took, I think it took at least a year, like, because she said no. Like, how many times? Did she emphatically. That's no? a lot. Right. <laughs> a lot. But, but yeah. because you had that burning desire and you wanted yeah. her, you know, yep. now you're married to her. Yeah, uh, you know it's it, it, it's the same thing. If you apply that same thought for materially or the things that you want out of life, yeah, you'll get it. That you need to mix that emotion. If it's love and stuff, some of the greatest artists who wrote great music, you know, psychedelic drugs does the same thing. I'm not encouraging drugs, but back then <laughs> they did peyotes and stuff. But yeah, it opened yeah, yeah. up their mind to yeah. th to write some of the greatest music. I think the '70s, some of the greatest music, you know, you know, Bohemian Rhapsody and some of the stuff that yeah. came out, you know, came out of. Uh, of, of genius because they they mixed it with emotion and yeah. they, they plugged into the universe you know and think about it like th think about einstein uh, okay if you don't believe that this uh, all that is out there einstein saw the curvature of the universe in his mind yeah you know and it took 12 years for scientists they wanted to disprove him to get the technology and the telescope and the sun lined up and everything to measure his formula. And when they did, it was to the T perfect. It was perfect. So how can somebody see the curvature in their mind if they didn't tune into something in the universe that, that gave him that information? But he was obsessed 
was being was being this uh, this uh, how, I don't know what is obsession this scientist or this yeah. uh, seeing this universe that he, that he did that and so 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 it's it's really all out there and and there's nothing that anybody wants that they can't figure it out and and it's if somebody decides okay you know what tomorrow I'm gonna start a business that's a delivery business okay the moment you put that out there and you put a burning desire. It's amazing. You'll see the opportunities pop up that, that get you there. Because but, now you've now focused on something. Now you'll see, oh, this is how I hire drivers. This is how I buy a truck. This is how I get a customer. But if you're not thinking of it, if you're not putting that desire behind it, that business never happens. But, uh, my question for you is, because I know uh, one of the stories of your life, and it's, I think, more recent, um, where you saw the need, um, the Uber and Lyft, we're having issues hiring drivers. I right. mean, those are both multi-billion dollar companies. And you're like, you know, I think I'm going to fill a need because that's something that's one of the principles that you teach is, is, yeah. you know, find the need and fill it. Right. And, right. and, and so you saw that they were having trouble hiring enough drivers. And then you had the foresight to say, well, the reason they can't get drivers is there's not enough drivers that have nice cars. Right. They want it to work. They but again, wanted, there's yeah. other principle to that because, again, shifting. When I started that company at first, we were trying to do a meta search app where all Uber, Lyft, taxi, and everything is one eye. A year and a half and millions of dollars later, they wouldn't share their API. So, I, so that company was dead. So I had to figure out what do they need, what do they want. And that was one of the things. So then I started buying cars and running them to drivers who wanted to drive for Uber and Lyft, and I built that company, and that took that public and uh, made a lot of money with that. But again, that was also a battle. You see, this is all in the story. It took two years. It usually takes three months to go public because the guy who was a head of the listing department was a guy who delisted me back in 2001. Uh. So he, was made, he, he did everything he could to not list me, but my, I went there three years, didn't stop, and two years of battling with him. I finally got listed to get to go public. So, so there's a lot of stories just with that alone that I could write a book on that part of, of it alone. But, wow. but it's, but, but it's just. Uh, but now, you know, I have other company, another need. You know, I I see everything going on because I, because I think of businesses as the next billion dollar opportunities. You know, I only do things if there's a multi billion dollar opportunity behind it. Now, you know, I was I was saying how everybody's going electric and everything. So I started a new company called EV Mobility, and uh, and what we do, what we do is I saw shortages of parking in the, in the buildings, and everybody, all these automakers are saying by uh, in by 2030 they're going to be all electric and everything else. Yeah. So I decided to put cars in apartment buildings and hotels that are all Teslas right now. And with, it was an app you register. You could use it for, you know, just within a few minutes, $25 for the first hour, 45 cents a minute. And you have a Tesla to use at any time and an amenity. And, and all these buildings are lined up. Now I've got thousands of buildings to go into. And by the time oh I God. finish building this out, you know, with 20,000 cars, one of these OEMs or somebody's going to buy me out for $3, 4000000000 billion. I mean, <laughs> and that's, that was just a thought. And I'm saying, okay, I can feel this need. But it, it's, it's the way I, I, I think. But anybody could have started, uh, started something like that. But just look at what's going on in the world and decide what you're going to do to take advantage of that. But that building, that EV mobility is going to be so big and so many people are going to fight for it. And especially, and I see, so you got to think also, like when you look at buildings where things are going to be, not what they are today. Uh, yeah. you know, to me, what I see in, in three to four years 
is, okay, I have a, deal, a great deal with Tesla. I'm putting Teslas in. I have 20,000 uh, cars in, in two, three years. What's going to happen when Ford and GM and Volvo now have 50, 60 cars I have to introduce to the market and there's no showroom that will get it in front of enough people? I'm in front of millions of people at that point. You know, so one of these OEMs, the, these yeah. automakers are going to see, I want to put my cars where people are going to test drive and drive it so they can buy it. And, so, and I'm going to have a battle of who's going to buy me. See, this is how I see I, I, in the future of, of where that company is going to go. You know, and I'm working on other things that I, you know, because I want to, right. I, I enjoy what I did with Adnan. And Adnan died three years ago. So now I'm going to do uh. things internationally. And the first thing I'm going to do is you got to look at it as an, another need. What is a, one of the biggest needs there are right now in the world? And that's water. You know, people don't have, there's not enough water, especially in Africa. Now yeah. I'm working already with, with desalinization companies. I'm going to build one in, in uh, Ethiopia, billion dollar company, a uh, billion dollar plant that'll feed water over there. But then you got to think who wants to win. Uh, you know, the Chinese always helps Africa, the IMF, the different things. They need water. So I'm place, piecing it all together. And now I'll, wow. I'll launch that. You know, so, so it's just, uh, so there's so many things that there is to do in life. And, and what's really funny is, you know, there's never been a business I, I planned for. It was always something I thought of that day. And because you have to execute and don't progress, I, I said, okay, I'm going to do this today. And I start and execute. So this, oh my God. this video, the key center, the van center, all that stuff. I didn't know I was going to be in that business until that very same day. You so, know, I think that's something else that's that's huge with you. And 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 I know you already know this, but I mean, that's one. Of, I see this every day. Like I do coaching stuff and helping people and 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 they 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 delay so much like they don't take action. And, and like, how big is that in your world? Like taking action. Oh, it's the number one thing. Even in Think, uh, think and Grow Rich, he says the number one killer of anything is procrastination. That's why I left him at 12. That's why I go and execute. That's why I beat everybody in, in, in the game because I, I execute right away. By the time they're thinking about what they're going to do, I'm, I'm already on the way. <laughs> so you have to take action. I mean, yeah, it's great. Oh, I have this idea. But how many people will do it if you don't do it? You know, you oh just got to just do it. I mean, what do you have to lose? You can figure it out. Again, you, you, first place you start, okay, I want to do this. Build that burning desire and just go do it. Just yeah. try different things. Hey, some things are wrong. I have to shift here and there and all that. But you're sure. on the way. You're doing it and you're, and you're there. I mean, uh, you yeah. put it out there and then you'll see what, what com comes out. You know, and you'll I, get the customers. You, you, I know you live in the home that you lost you yeah. lost the home, you lost the plane, you lost everything. And when we yeah. say the plane, we're talking about a really enormous, I mean, it has a freaking bedroom in it. It's in yeah, no, a shower. I mean, it's a big, big. Yeah, it's got, it's got a dining room. So yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah. it's like a it's flying gorgeous. apartment. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's actually the largest cabin private airplane there is. Oh my and, gosh. And got 10 extra fuel tanks. So you go anywhere in the world pretty much nonstop except for a couple of places. But it's it, wow. but I look at it not to try one not only I enjoy, but but they're business tools. Yeah. More people will do deals, it takes you to a different level, you think differently. But because I saw how Adnan used that, and it's even in the in that lifestyle restaurant, he says that was one of his best business tools. Because imagine this. Let's say if I fly into an African country and I'm coming in commercial and I'm gonna see one of the ministers. Or I fly into the military airport in that plane. I'm escorted to the to the president of the country. Who closes the deal first? Exactly. I love so, that. 
so it's it's the same with everything. And the house and everything, I got it back within. Once I decide when I got out of there, I got it back within three to six months. A lot of the stuff that I got, I mean, uh, you know, and I don't want to. I got the best car out there ever. I think ever built and you mentally convertible. And I got a second one to, for a driver. And I got a car that I bought in 1987 to remind me that that's the first car that that I that I gave up. I bought it back and restored it to two and a half million dollar car. All those things is just. Coming back from, if you look at the book, from being homeless at 21 to, to knock off all these things. And again, I didn't forget about John Gray. He helped me. So when I bought my Bentley, it was like, uh, like over $300. I bought him one as a gift, too. And I take wow. care of himself and money. I don't forget the people that, that, that helped me. And so it's really, wow. again, it's living that extraordinary. But, but all my whole life was a decision I made that this was going to be my life. I could have decided back then not to leave Montreal and live where do, do things and you know, not say negative things about my my half brothers that's over there. But he went he immigrated to Montreal at the same time. He wanted to be in the construction business. He's older than me, five six years. He's still in that same construction business and struggling. Wow. Uh, you know, uh, and and wow. I used my forty eight years a little differently. <laughs> so just again the way you think. And I, I you know I think that and you don't mess like you jumped on a few minutes early. We talked and we talked about Amazon. So we're going live on Amazon tonight to, to talk about your book to, to Amazon's customers. You just make decisions and go. And, and I don't think that, I mean, you, you've, you talk about it in the book a lot. You show pictures of your home, of your jet, of your car. You, you show all of this, not to brag, but to show what's possible if you just have that mindset shift and you go take action, go. So exactly. I'm going to encourage everybody watching this, that, that like, this is breakthrough walls. This, this is the ultimate uh, example. Ramey, you are the ultimate example of breaking through walls and getting way more out of life. What you deserve. Everybody deserves it. Yeah. And, and, and the thing is it's possible for anybody because when you look at it and I mean, I was a 12-year-old kid that was homeless, was no contact, was no money. You know, I was yeah. able to build what I built, you know, and made the people. I have, my Rolodex is ridiculous. I mean, you look at it as Donald Trump or whoever is on my Rolodex or, or just not a car like I just I have 7,000 contacts. Now, I built – I left home at 12 with nothing. And I built these contacts. I built these businesses. I, it's just because I decided to and I made my mind. And anybody has the same opportunity. I wasn't even in America and stuff. So, so I just I wrote that book. To, to, and I wanted to give the example. And, and you know what? I, those pictures I took when I was 21 with a dollar bill and yeah. all that. And yeah, I, was, yeah. I took them on purpose because I knew I was going to write this book in five years. And I wanted to show an example. Uh, and I wanted to document it because I wanted people to believe it. Because I didn't want them to say, oh, yeah. yeah. That's why I put the pictures in. I put the pictures in the letter. I, I, I put the, all these things so people can look at it. And, and, and say, wow, okay, it's documented, it's not a lie, and he actually really did it, because I could have wrote this book earlier, but I wasn't going to write it until I did achieve, surpass what I did last time, so, so I could prove it. But I wanted to document. I have so many other pictures and tapes and stuff. Even when I was 13, this guy doesn't want to give it to me, I taped uh, on a little cassette exactly where I was going to be at after I read Think and Grow Rich, and I wish I could get a hold of that, but the guy won't give it to me. It's one of the things he wants to hold over me. <laughs> but uh, I already predicted. I knew where I was going to be. Again, you see yourself in the future. You see yourself where you're going to be, and that's where you're going to be. 
I mean, but if you sit there and say, oh, look, COVID, it's tough. You know, I can't get a job. My life is shitty. You know, I'm an alcoholic <laughs> and then this, that, you know, you know, uh, let me get the assistance for the government. Oh, I'm happy with that $1,600 a month. It's more than even working. And that, you know, it's just, uh, it, it, what do you think you end up with? Exactly that. But yeah. if you're thinking, you know, I'm going to own this, <laughs> you know, yeah. like, like Piccadilly's. It was one of those great, uh, great stories. I love coming full circle, like with uh, Thinking Girls. Yeah. And this guy helped me out for a month when I was 15, 16, took me to Piccadilly's, this great restaurant, a cafeteria uh, for a solid month. And, you know, so, uh, so when I, by the time I was 30, I bought the whole chain. And it was just, <laughs> and I could buy anything, but I just wanted to buy Piccadilly's to say that I bought the chain of the restaurant where I, you know, I survived and, and stuff. So I like Were you concerned about making things. a profit on Piccadilly's or was it just, I, I, I have to own the whole chain? Yeah, but I knew I was, I, I was going to grow it and all that. We sold it four <laughs> years later. But, 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 but the wow. thing was, you know, it was, it was just, I had to own that. And, and then I wanted to, play in the airline industry. I know nothing about it. So I own two airlines, Aloha and uh, the, era, the Alaskan Regional Airline. You know, it was like, you wow. just make those decisions and, and, and say, you, because I want to experience everything. I've, I've owned uh, so many businesses. And every time I own a business, what's really great, it's new education. You learn about a whole new industry. But you apply yeah. the same principles as all business about the same, but you learn a whole new industry. So it keeps life interesting and exciting. And that's why I don't usually keep anything for more than two to five years. And then I move on to the next thing. So I'm not tied to anything. I'm not afraid to lose anything, you know. And and I said it. And I know some of the people that might say, but you could take me anywhere in the world you want. Drop me off with no money, and then six months later, I'll be one of the wealthiest guys in that area. Uh, uh, well, and it, I think. for I think it's Forbes magazine listed you as one of the. 400 wealthiest people in the world or something something like that that i read as an uppercomer that that will, that will make the list soon Ramy, i i am telling you that i like i first off i am so honored that you you uh, and, and that's the other thing like joe soda like you're 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 somewhat accessible i mean i sent you a message and you're like, here's my cell phone number. Call me. I'd love to be on your show. And I'm like, I, I just couldn't believe it. So uh, I, again, one of my goals is to get this book out and you guys yeah. offer me the opportunity to do it. So yeah. of course I'll, I'll act very quickly and stuff. And, and also I'm just a regular, I, I'm, I'm right now, if you have t-shirts and jeans, <laughs> I, I don't think I wore a suit in, in 30 years, <laughs> except for the one day, which again, like your goal of, uh, Think about it. This works for love also, uh, yeah. how you, marriage and all, all these principles. I'm 60 years old. And if you see my wife, it took 18 months of her telling me to get lost. And she's one of the most beautiful 25-year-old girls, and she's totally in love with me. She's and, gorgeous. And, 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 and how do I do it? Yeah. Is by persisting and persisting. And she came from a good family. She didn't need money. It was about the life. It was me never stopping until yeah. she said yes. You know, and I got married in August. And and, and and it's great. So 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 it's just like nothing's impossible. If it's if it's a girl that you want, if it's beating the government, if it's if it's building great wealth, and and the thing is is the limitations again. The only limitations, and it's, it's set so many times that you have is the one that you put on yourself. Mm. You got to remove that limitation. If you think that's all you're gonna do, that you're, you're right. That's all you're gonna do. 
If that's all you think you're going to do, and I think there's a, is, is anything rush? He says, if you think you can, you're right. If you think you can't, you're right also. Yeah. You know, so, so it's really, you gotta, you gotta think uh, that, that everything is possible and, and there's no limits. I mean, if the guy can build a coral castle, you know, out of tons and tons of castle, what can you do? I mean, this is a, an achievement that nobody has ever done before. You know, wow. and think about money. Money is everywhere. It's, it's fungible. It's trillions of dollars flowing out of there. All you have to do is tune in this channel to figure out how to grab some for yourself, you know, wow. or, or live something else. It's, it's, it's easier than building a castle, you know, it's probably easier wow. than winning my wife, too. But uh, <laughs> it's the same with you. So, so, so money is not a stopping. It is everywhere. There's opportunities more today than ever before. There's, there's more billionaires created in the last 10 years than ever before. Yeah. And if you ever see the list, I remember when I was looking at the Forbes 400 list, that was another full circle. I was really young and I said, one day I'm going to be on that list. You know, Jeez. and ba back then you only had to have $200 million to make that list. Now you got to have $2 billion. You just said, you just said only. Yeah. <laughs> only. Because I think on those terms. But when you look at the $2 billion, people are making money. All the time, this op even COVID is, is so many. Op right away when I saw COVID, you know, I, I started PDQ, which is pretty damn great, a delivery service. Logistics yep. was important, so right away I, I built a company that was worth hundreds of millions. I, within a year, you know, the, having contracts with Amazon, Nordstroms, just for delivery and shipment. This opportunity, no matter what, you can't say, "Oh, COVID, I'm shut down. You know, I can't, I can't do anything. I'm be stuck in my house." I'll figure out what there is. What what is the opportunity? What is the need now that needs to be filled? And also, it affected the you know the right hailing companies. So automatic shift. I said, people are doing delivery. I I convinced all those drivers to sign up for Grubhub, Postmates, and all that, and become a delivery driver instead of picking up people. And they 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 made more money that way than they ever did before. So it's really just figure out the opportunity where you're at now. If you're stuck and all that. Forget all those things that, that, you know, that's not the opportunity. You think about how am I going to make that bill? How am I, that's not looking at an opportunity. That's how, what you're going to think about all the time. And then you're going to be stuck in that negative thing and how to work the system, how to stay long in an apartment without paying for it. Whatever it is, it's just a whole trainer mentality. But if you think of bigger things and, uh, and say, okay, how do I start this business to make this much so I can take care of all this? You know, wow. then, then you think of it and you do. And then those little pro those problems that do seem so huge at one time become so little because you've just taken care and wiped them all out. So, wow. so it's, it's really, and then it, it becomes things. And some of like that's big corporations, how they deal with these, some of these problems, they just get bigger. They grow so big that the, other, the little things, uh, you know, become unimportant, just a rounding error. So your yeah. mortgage and your, your payment or surviving, that'll be just a rounding error to your life if you build that <laughs> extraordinary life and have things. And then won't be, they'll be unimportant. Then you'll look back and say, I can't believe I stressed so much over a $1,000 a month bill. <laughs> now I just throw it away on a dinner. You know, it's, it's, I, I, got, I can't even imagine what, 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 is your, what does your plane cost per hour to have it in the air. Do you know that? that, that yeah, that, that I know because I fly a lot. So it's like $1,000 an hour for me to have it in the air. So <laughs> going to New York is 100 grand. But, but again, that's like, 
you, wow. you, you, you change perspective. You know, back then when I was homeless, 100 grand would have met a lot. But right now, it's just a rounding error. It's just a cost of... A rounding error. I was going to ask you when you, you said you flew over to, to see um, Don Green to meet with the, the CEO right. of the Napoleon Hill Foundation. I was going to ask if you flew Delta. No, and I took my plane. Yeah, I wanted to, and that bomb on a plane, and so, so that was that was that was really crazy because you, the convenience of going and, and you get the wise Virginia. So, so that trip to see Don Green was a hundred grand, but but it, but I met Don Green and it was all that. But 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 it, but it was, but again, things come out of it that uh, uh, like he supports my book and all that. It's an, yeah. some other investments and another tool or, or, and everything else. But I also enjoyed. I mean, you don't feel like I, I, I make excuses just to go someplace, <laughs> just, just just to be on that play. It just it just uh, the feeling and the way it changes your thinking when you're sitting on your plane watching a movie, or I even build a poker room where I play poker. <laughs> it was friends on the plane. The yeah. <laughs> but, oh my gosh! Do you have any kind of weird desire that you need to be in Ohio? <laughs> I'm, I'm I, I, I'll probably cross it, but uh, <laughs> but what I am doing, I don't know if uh, I, like I said, if anybody goes on my website, can you really think and grow rich? They don't even have to buy the book, but if you, you're kind of dumb if you're not buying the book for nineteen dollars to change your life. But if you just it go will. register, what I'm doing, so every three months I'm going to have a drawing, and then and then I'm going to have somebody go on the plane with me and spend as much time, and we're going to fly somewhere. I don't know where. But wow. depending where that three months is, and you're going to be on my plane, and, and you're going to have a personal talk, and I'm going to and talk to you about your business. Anything you want to talk about, I'll spend the hours that I need to spend with you, and you'll fly to, to wherever we're flying. And so that, I'm that, that, is that drawing the, yeah. to get people excited so they can see for themselves that it's a possibility. Because the way I saw when I went to Adnan's apartment that life is that is, that is a possible achievement. And I have to say, if you guys and there's people in the comments that are just everybody's going crazy right now, like this has been such an unbelievable interview, Ramey. But I got to say, as 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 motivating and inspirational as you are on video and talking, um, the book is even better. No offense. No, no. I I, I mean, the book is incredible. It's hard to say everything in one hour, but the book I had time. I took a year to write that book. Yeah, you know, and my English did suck, so I did have an English professor to polish it off at the end, <laughs> and I added to make. It. So it is a book, and I wanted that book to be a journey because I didn't want to write a book and just about oh, just uh, uh, you know, I did this and I succeeded in this. I wanted the the highs and lows and all the ugly things and the dying and the drugs and all. Yeah. I wanted you to live that journey so you you can relate to it. And then at the end is is a, is a big win, uh, but yeah. but the whole book is an easy read, but it's it's definitely a, a journey that you go through. And I've seen some of the common people saying it's almost like reading a thriller or something. So you won't be bored. The book you'll finish. You and will not. You'll get so much. But what I did also in the book is just what the, the Napoleon Hill did. You know when Napoleon Hill first wrote his book, he wrote a twelve volume uh, novel kind of thing, but nobody wanted to read it. It was too big. But he took it and condensed it to Think and Grow Rich to one simple uh, book. But he, what he did, but he put all the 12 volumes, the most important things in every single word. And yeah. you could read my book. I packed into that book 177 pages, so much, so much. You could read it over and over just like a Napoleon Hill, and you'll get something new every time. 
because yep. there's so much there that you yep. have to read it over because you'll get something new. And there's a lot of time, just like with Think and Go Rich, why I read it still for, forever, is that, is that you're, sometimes you're not ready for that information yet because you haven't gotten there. So when you reread it and you're ready for that information, it hits you. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is yeah. why I use this and all that. So, so that book is a simple read, but it's a book that you can keep. And if you did the audio, you can listen to it. And it's amazing. Like you could read it a month from now or six months from now, and you'll pick yeah. up a whole new, uh, new view on something or a whole new way of doing something. Do you feel like you... Um... Do you ever, I don't know if this will make sense to you. Do you ever get that feeling of, ah, okay, I can relax. I've, I've, I've done it. I've arrived. I made it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you were going to say no. I yeah, knew it. <laughs> why don't I try to stop a few times? You don't know how boring it is. What I'm going to do, <laughs> sit on the beach. <laughs> you know, I still have a whole world to conquer. I, I still feel I haven't achieved close to what I'm going to achieve. I mean, wow. I think in the next five, 10 years is going to be my most productive years of my life. Now I'm on momentum and stuff. So I have no idea where I'm going to be in five or 10 years. But, but, uh, but what are, I'm going to be, like Carl I said, what are we, I'm going to work till the day I die. It's fun. I mean, how much more fun it is to build like a business or something? You piece, it's yeah. like playing a puzzle. You piece this employee here, you piece this piece here, you get financing here. It's just like a, a fun little game. And if you look at it that way, then it's not even work. It's just fun. You just now created something that never existed. You created jobs, you created money, you created, you helped wow. the economy and stuff. Imagine the things I could do would take over what Adnan did, what I could do around the world. The, 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 it makes a difference and stuff. Because again, we still don't know why, what our purpose is. And I know it's not to retire in life. So I might as well just keep on at it until I really do make some, something that really does change the world, does something. And maybe that, that's part of my purpose or stuff, but maybe it's not because I'll, I'll die and people will forget about me. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think, I die, so it's like, it, it's, it's going to be generations that, that remember who you are, my friend. You're, um, you're, you're, I hope so, but I hope for the good and, and so. But, I, but well, I of want, course, yeah. I really do want to people to understand, no matter where they're at right now, it doesn't matter where they're at right now, it can change. And doesn't matter how old. It doesn't like I'm 60, uh, uh, 55 when I started. I mean, wow. look at Colonel Sanders started at, at, at 60 something. And yeah. the part of the story that people don't know about Colonel Sanders, yeah, he had a recipe, but do you know how many restaurants said no to him before he got the first restaurant? Yep. Over a yeah, thousand. Like, yeah, over a thousand <clears throat> restaurants. He started at 60 and built that thing. So yeah. age is not a thing. Hey, hey, being on the street, being poor is not is not an excuse. Having your family is saying you can't do it to everybody in the world. I, I like when people tell me they can't do it because I love proving it wrong because there is really no, no better <laughs> revenge or, or no, no better way than success that makes you to, to, to prove to make you feel good because success is, is the best revenge <laughs> and it's it not is. i shouldn't word the revenge because it's a negative tone but when somebody tells you that you can't do it and then you do it it's 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 like a feeling of uh you know okay but but now you know yeah. when you do it long enough like like i said now it's second nature my my, my i don't i read i've done it so long and i practice this so much that I just automatically think that way. I don't have to, it's, like you say, it's not an effort anymore because it's an automatic for me. That's why, like when I did the book and you did, I, I don't think I, don't, I have to consult the book to go and call you <laughs> to, to, to figure out, I don't need to procrastinate. I need to do this right now. Or I'd rather do the Amazon show tonight instead of waiting two weeks from now. There's more effect. Yeah. It's just, 
it, all, all that stuff or, or never giving up or when adversity comes. Like, like I don't sleep. I sleep maybe three, four hours a night because I, 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 my mind doesn't stop. I mean, <laughs> if, 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 I, if I had the time, I could I have another 10, 20 ideas every night. There's no way I could execute on everything I think of. Wow. And then when I do have something I want to execute on or think about something to do, I like I, it's it, you got to play chess, not checkers. Everything you got the best chess players think 20 moves ahead. The yep. ones who lose it think about the next move. That's why I don't sleep. And I, I think, OK, if I'm going to do this, what's going to happen? And what's the pos 10 possible things from that decision? What's the 10 possible from that decision? And then from those 10 possible things, what's the next 10 possible things? You have to think in advance. You got to think like a chess player. So like this, when things are happening, you react very quickly because you already know the answer, what you're going to do. So you got to you got to think like a chess player because that's that's a game of life. It's not it's you got to think so far ahead and and vision and be prepared for every possible things because I've I've had things and, happen and, to me. That's a, you don't talk about these things in the book. This is bonus yeah. material for yeah. There's all bonus. bonus stuff. It's just I could write that. That book would have been a thousand pages if I was gonna. <laughs> <laughs> no, ten thousand pages. I could write a hundred books, but uh, but probably I'll, I'll end up doing a second book, which has a lot more details about things. But uh, but th this is a, such a good start; it'll get you there and stuff. Yeah. But, oh. but, but some of the negotiation techniques I have, the things I've learned from so many of these billionaires, so many of these other people that taught me, so many things I look and study and listen, because you know. If you're talking, if you're doing most of the talking and stuff, you're not learning. You need to, like when I was with Adnan for the first two years with, with him, I sat there and observed and talked and everything. So when it was my turn, I knew what to do. You know, so you can't just uh, you can't just uh, uh, just talk and think you know everything. Like today, I still don't think I know everything. I'm still on learning mode. There's still so much more for me to expand and learn. There's so much more that I still have to figure out. So I don't sit there. Uh, thinking, oh, I know everything. I'm going to treat you like shit because, you know, you're nothing and I'm everything. Uh, you know, wow. I treat the valet same as I treat the king of Saudi Arabia. You know, there's, there's, a, there's wisdom in everything and there's, there's stuff to do. You have to keep on learning. And it's amazing. You, you stay young, too, uh, because uh, as you're learning and you're, you're surrounding yourself uh, with, uh, with things that, that keep you young and stuff and business and stuff, I, I, I can't believe that I'm six because I feel like I'm 30. Uh, you know, I, I have more energy. I do more than anybody that is uh, that's 20 years old because uh, of the way I think and the way I, uh, how I do things. Uh, and I keep that way and stuff. And, uh, and uh, so it's, it's really, uh, it, you're, it's, you're... it all comes down at the end again. It's the way you think. And it's so easy. It's one of the things you have control of. You have control yes. of the way you think. Might be a little difficult at the beginning, you know, because you're you're thinking this and you're, all this thing floods in. But just mix it with emotion and just overcome it, and eventually the positive side of things will come out. Because this is an, another thing that's not about the negative stuff. You, you know, if you're late still, it's really the negative permeates you a lot faster than the positive. The positive thing takes work to change your mind. There's so much negative bombardment and all that. It's yeah. so easy to fall into that. It's so easy. Everybody around you, I mean, people in the around the family tell, oh, you can't achieve because they, I mean, if you take advice from people who've not done nothing, why would you take advice from a brother or sister who has a job that's paying him 30000 a year? Right. You know, well, why would you take advice or criticism <laughs> from somebody who's done nothing in life? Right. You know, and then right. you accept it as truth, and then you live by it. And that's, that's not how to live your life. You you, you got to look at, at somebody and say, okay, if I'm going to take advice, let me take advice from somebody that really did do it. 
you know, and then maybe I should maybe listen to that and follow that path. I think that window behind you costs more than my car. <laughs> so I'm listening. And I think, you know, I, like, and, and I was literally getting ready to make this point that you just made is you said you decided at 12 years old when you were homeless on the streets of Tampa, Florida, you, you, you're like, I'm not going, I'm not going to hang out with the other people who are homeless because I don't right. want to be infected with that infected with that homeless mentality yeah and it's so, and it's so easy but i'm telling you, you know how much freedom there is. I, i'm pretty much happy every day uh and i feel good and my attitude when i walk into even in jeans and people don't don't know me how i look i get treated very differently and they i get instant respect and stuff is because it, it it comes out like like when you see beautiful women are very confident you're attracted to them for some reason the movie, yeah. movie star because it's really what they have in the inside by not living in fear and having, it gives you also all the confidence in the world and stuff. And it, it makes you live a different kind of life. It makes you yeah. live, uh, kind of, and it's not even the money. It makes you, like when I was broke, I was the same way. I, I, you, you live in a way that you, nothing can bother you. Like there's nothing, you know the possibilities are there. You know anything that's happening right now is temporary. And you know you have the capabilities. You know, and that's why, like, I have, I have a close friend that I don't, but he had a lot of money. And last year, because because it was given to him, he jumped a, mm -hmm. off of a roof and killed himself. Because he, he didn't make it himself. And it was on all the paper because it was given to him. He didn't learn what it needed to be. So the confidence that he should have had by doing it yourself, he didn't have. So mm. that's why I, I see a lot of people that was given to them. It's, it's not a good thing. Yeah, it's nice. That's why a lot of these lottery winners who win money and then they end up broke up a couple of years later. Yeah. You know, it, that's why I like my journey so much better. I like that I suffered because yeah. my journey created what I am today and what I can accomplish because of that. You yeah. know, if I had an easy journey, my father left me a hundred million dollars and, you know, I, I was a playboy and I had money coming <laughs> in every single month and everything else. Yeah. You know, what happens? It was all gone, you know. And then I'd yeah. be just left, and not knowing what to do, and I'd be just like, "Wow, you know, you know, life that And then all the negative thoughts come in, and that's where the suicidal thoughts come in, and yeah. all, all this yeah. stuff, you know. And but but I, yeah. I want people to really like like even heartbreak. I have to tell you uh, this. I, know, I haven't touched <laughs> on this in the book, but you know, I, like when I go into a relationship. I don't do it in fear. Like a lot of people go into a relationship and say, well, I don't want to, I'm afraid she's going to leave me. It's going to hurt and all that. You know, I, so they, they go 10% tiptoe into the relationship. Like when I do something, I do hundred percent. I go hundred percent into a relationship <laughs> like with, with my wife. Right. I know that, you know, <laughs> it's a, it's a win-win. If she leaves me, I'm going to be in a lot of pain, but you know what? I could turn that pain into greater success because it'll open up my mind like the Coral Castle into greater things. So I don't sit there and live in fear that my wife is going to leave me because if she leaves me, I look at it. Well, that pain is going to open my mind just a little bit more, <laughs> you know, so, so, so you can really enjoy that relationship more than you normally would because you're not tiptoeing around the relationship and worried that you're afraid to lose her. So, so look at the, the best side of if she leaves you, and then you're not afraid of it. You kind of like embrace the, the pain, and that pain is what takes you to the next level. And, and most of the great achievements in the world is through big crisis. You know, we became yeah. a superpower because of World War II. We had no army before that. 
And what Hitler did, everything, we had to force ourselves to build yeah. this military machine and became a superpower because of the adversity. Yes. Or even the independence uh, would be this. We, we had taxes. The adversity of fighting the English and everything else, you know, yeah. was, it were, was something that make us, made us rise to greatness. Yeah. So pain and negative things are good things. And if you look at it that way, you want to welcome some of this pain and not be afraid of it. You know? And then wow. That, and then through every adversity, I'll put this example. Look at the adversity of, of the English losing America. You think that was a really bad thing that generated a lot of money and everything else. <laughs> yeah. But you right. know what? There's a equal a greater benefit. You know, if they didn't lose America and they didn't become America to become the superpower, they would have been crushed in World War II. Because they lost America and let America become what it became, they yeah. saved uh, England. So see, if, yep. if you look at, okay, what is a right. equal greater benefit? There's nothing that is bad. It's all good. It's, it's really all good. Everything that happens is a good if you look at what, what can come out of it. Yeah, wow. if you lose a girl, yeah, you, you, you wouldn't have met the next girl. Like, I'm sure before your wife, you were dating somebody else. Yep. Yeah, if you didn't yep. lose her, you wouldn't have been with your wife. That's so right. It's, it's, it's that way. You know, it seems yep. sucky and it was a lot of pain. You lost that girl. But yeah. you ended up with somebody you were really in love with. So it's the same thing. So if you lose a job, it's, oh, yeah, yeah, but you ended up with a new business or a new job that's yeah. better. You know? so, so there is something. There's always something more and out there better. You're not you, just limited to the, what you're stuck in right now. You, this is one of the most magical things about you. And I told you this on the phone. First off, the smile. Like you just smile your way through the BS and, and keep moving forward. Buddha, I think it was Buddha said um, that pain in life is inevitable. Suffering is a choice. And, right. and, and it's the suffering that people get stuck in. They're like, they keep replaying that same tape. And you're like, no, dude, the, the, it's the pain that you need to grow. You have exactly. to have it. You got to have it. I mean, it's the withdrawals, you know, three months of withdrawals, you know what I went through. But, but I enjoyed the suffering of that helped me evolve actually to a different level when I did come out of it. That's why I was able to come back faster and bigger and I enhanced everything I knew before that. And, you know, it's, it's just wow. look as pain as one of the, like your mind doesn't know the difference between good, bad or anything else. It's, a, it's an emotional thing. Your, your decisions are made emotionally. Everything yeah. is made emotionally, and, and it doesn't know if it's a bad emotion or not, but it just knows that your mind just got stimulated. You know, yeah. you, okay, for some reason, okay, now I'm, my mind's waking up and more things are firing up in your mind and everything else. And, and, and you know, I'm not talking about politics or, or, or anything else, but the reason why Trump won uh, the first time, not saying he was good or bad or anything else, is he was able to get them emotionally. He got them to talk about the wall, talked about things. He inspired them. Uh, he got emotionally. And unfortunately, Hillary couldn't inspire anything. So decisions <laughs> and things that happen is because you emotionally hit the cortex and decisions are made. And they don't know. Everything that Donald Trump said, half of the lies and stuff, the negative things that would never happen. But it got you emotionally. And you say, okay, I want that. You know? Right. Uh, so so it, you got to work with your emotions to, to advance. Good or bad, your man doesn't it doesn't know the difference. Uh, absolutely unbelievable. And and Ramy, tonight at seven p.m. Eastern, four p.m. Pacific, we are going to be on Amazon Live, and and we're gonna. You won't be able to. We cannot talk about can you really think and grow rich.com yeah. on there. 
but we will be selling your book. And I, I, I want to make a statement to everybody watching. Like, even if you've gone over to can you really think and grow rich.com already and bought the book, it, there's no need to wait. You can start reading the Kindle version on your iPad today. And I promise you, once you start reading, I heard Joe Soto say that uh, when he interviewed you, like I could, he's like, it's a page turner. I couldn't stop reading it. I was like, yeah, okay. I couldn't, I, I had to stop. I was like, literally my brain, it was like three o'clock in the morning, but I was like, I gotta, I gotta sleep. And I, I couldn't wait to get up and start reading again the next morning. It was, it's, it's one of those books, you guys go get it buy it everywhere i bought it on amazon i bought i bought the paperback version and the kindle on amazon and then i heard you say that on joe's show that it's faster from your website which it is um so everybody go get a copy of this book as a matter of fact um somebody said well why'd you buy two copies because i'm gonna give this the other copy when it gets here from amazon I'm going to give it to somebody that needs to read it. And I encourage everybody watching, if you want to experience the real magic in this book, buy 10 copies of it and give nine of them away. That's where the real magic will happen. Now, giving back is, is, is a lot. Like, like the guy who bought the book for me, Thinking Girl Rich, I have to say, yeah. he lived with his mother till he was 50 years old and did nothing with his life. And he gave me the book and I did something with my life. That was, was amazing. So... So it's really so giving it away. You just you just don't know who it'll resonate with more, who will use it more, and stuff like that. And and it's good to have a friend that did make it because they help lift you up and stuff. But also yeah. don't forget, I, you know, it's really you know a trip on that plane is going to change the way you think. And and, and spending some time with them, I mean, the, the way we talk, we have hours, and I could I could focus in on what you're doing. I, wow. I could change the way your future is going to be. So it's it's worth going on the side just to register if you don't want to buy the book, which I, again, again, I, I, I'll never make enough money to make back what I've spent on this book. And I just want people to have that book. So that is, I want people to, to, to read it, to understand it, to get inspired and read it over until you finally get it and do something with your life. I, I mean, I, I, it's, 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 it's worth being happy. It's worth to have confidence. It's worth, it's worth it all. It's, 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 it's a, why do you want to live a life where you wake up and dread waking up every morning, where, where you drudge in and then exist? What yeah. is the purpose of existing? You know, you've got to live that extraordinary life. Make your life something that you really enjoy. And it's amazing how it will affect the people around you. If you care about your family and stuff like that, you want to make them happy. They're not going to be happy if you're just the morning and you're in that job and struggling and everything. Take a little bit of risk so they suffer with you. It's good for them to suffer. And then then you'll live an amazing life and then they'll be happy for a lot longer than you can keep them happy with just doing what you're doing. God, this is so like, all right. I think we just broke my, my record for the longest breakthrough yeah. wall show, which yeah. I love yeah. that, man. I, I could stay on here all day with you, honestly. Um, I, I think that if you are like Linda Ann Barber and you're just joining in, you have to go back and watch this from the beginning and it will be the best hour and a half you've ever spent in, in any day of your life. I promise you. Um, Joaquin is reading your book. He lives in hell, literally hell, Norway. I don't know if you've ever been in Norway, but that's <laughs> where Norway, that guy is. Hell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he's, he's, he bought the book. He's waiting on the paperback to arrive. So uh, like, go get this book. Can you really think and grow rich.com learn how to make 
not millions, but billions in your life and, and create such a ripple effect like, like Ramey has done. Ramey, you're absolutely incredible. Absolutely an amazing human being. I love people don't want to make billions. They'll be happy with, with us, but at least get what you want. Yes. Just get what you want. A billion is still so abstract to people. It's like a, an impossibility, but, but live the life that you want with this book. I mean, mm. and, and even if you want to use it just to win somebody over, or if you're really battling something that is, uh, that's a big struggle and stuff like, like I, it was really interesting, but I, I don't speak to my sister after, but she, she's going through breast cancer and she got the book and she said it's helping her through it. Like she, she was so depressed until she read the book. And so it's really good for everything. I mean, yes. this is to get anything that you want, you know, that you decided. Here, Samuel Sneed has a wonderful idea, and that is you doing the book in Audible on Audible, like you reading it, the it book. It is actually done. It's going to be on, uh, I think, next day or two, it's going to be on Amazon on my site. You could buy the Audible oh, version also. Did you, is it you narrating the book? No, I, 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 I had somebody else, a professional that did John Gray, but, but, it, but I made sure he had excitement and everything, and I listened to it. It kind of inspires myself when I, when I hear it. <laughs> no so, kidding. So it, it is finished. It's uploaded. It's just waiting for – it's going to be on Amazon. I, I'm uploading it on, uh, also on, uh, on iOS and Android and all that. So the Audible should be available next day or two. And wow. then you can get that. And, and, and it's something you can listen to the car and listen to it all the time and get refreshed all the time. Wow. Look, Tammy's Tammy lives out there with she's like, I may hop in the car and run over to the west side. That's so funny. She I'm oh my gosh. I can't um I cannot wait to get the audible. This is one of those things that I, I want to immerse myself in as much of this as possible at all times. Like anyway, I Ramey, thank you so much. I, I'm so grateful that, that that I know you and thank you to Joe Soto for for even like getting this ball rolling. And we're gonna help you sell billions of these books. Not because you need the money. It's not about that. It's to change lives. You know, I know she wants to hop on the west side to, to meet me. You know, I'm doing this this luncheon today. Uh, downtown was, I think, say, uh, you probably know him also. Uh, uh, it's, uh, it's, they're having a little special lunch, and I'm going to do a talk on the Friday. It's on the, I'm trying to find it on my phone right here. So if anybody wants to, uh, to, to stop by. And, in L.A. Uh, yeah, in L.A. Uh, it's in L.A. It's downtown. It's Bill Walsh. Bill Walsh. I don't know if you know Walsh. him. Walsh. Yeah, he's, he's doing a luncheon at the... It's a place called uh, the, the, the City Club. It's 5555 Fowler Street, 51st Street. And if you, if you mention my name, we'll get in for free. And they're doing a little talk for two, three hours. But, but I'll be there for, you know, around the 12 to 2. Uh, so, so she could, she could show by, up and say, say she, she was invited by Ramey? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so uh, anybody wants to come by, stop by. I think it would be inspirational. He's going to be talking. I haven't met Bill yet. I'm not sure how he's talking, but he's going to be talking also. But I, I, Hey, there. I got to get to the airport, man. I'm on my way. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't make, I don't think I can make it. In time. Yeah, and I think I'm doing a talk in Vegas on the, on the, on the, on the, on the 11th of December also for, with him and stuff. And then, wow. uh, uh, but, uh, so but 
but you know, I, I like meeting people. I like inspiring people. You know, I'm, I am very approachable. Don't worry, I'm not gonna shut you down by talking to me. Yeah, uh, <laughs> you're very approachable. Is is the truth? Like, and and, and I I didn't even mention that you actually own a a hit show in Vegas called yeah. Twenty Seven. We didn't even talk yeah. about that. Yeah, that's that that show was it was it was an idea that I had. Uh, I wrote it down again and I put it. I sent it over to the Writers Guild, so I locked into the idea. And and the show Twenty Seven is such a cool show. It's a real rock and roll show, and it's all the people died at Twenty Seven: Janis Joplin, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Kurt wow. Cobain, Amy Winehouse, all these. Guys. And I put together a concert, a show, ninety-minute show in Vegas at the Virgin Hotel, and. And it's and it blow you away. I got a standing ovation at the end of the show because the music is so great and everything. But again, that, that's also part of thinking. Garage. I thought of the idea. I decided to execute it. And also, everybody says it's impossible to get a residency in Vegas. Everybody's fight for it. But you know, I, I'm just me. So I just I just called the wow. execs, flew them down to LA, and and showed them the show in a studio, and and signed it up, and and been playing since May. <laughs> But but that show is an incredible show. I, I did it for, more for fun than anything else. But the music is great. Love producing it, and it's it's one of those shows that'll blow you away. Yeah, the, the, you can see the, the show twenty seven showcom See the yeah. tickets. You can see clips of what it is. But I swear, I got the best voice coach in the world. He was he's Roger Love. He uh, he yeah. taught Walking Phoenix how to sing for two uh, like yeah. Johnny Cash in two weeks. Yeah. Uh, uh, what's the name in the, in. Uh, in stars born selena gomez i had him yep. teach all these people so when you go there there's no way you don't think that was janice joplin on there or jimmy uh, hendrix or jim morrison or any those people or amy winehouse kirk cobain you swear that was kirk cobain you're living back in that time it's, no uh, that kidding blow you away Jeez. and this is at the virgin which is the old hard rock right 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 wow and, and wow unbelievable yeah. like there we'll, are we'll, yeah, well, There's... I start touring the show. So if you go to 27show.com, it'll show where it's coming to your city. I think we're opening a, a, a place on Haight Ashbury, which is where I'll start in San Francisco. Put a wow. permanent show there. But, uh, but it, again, it's just, again, I didn't, I, I decided to do this the day I decided to do it. I walked in, I, I, wrote, all, I wrote all this, and then I kind of like parked it away. I liked it. But I walked into the Viper Room uh, here in LA and I saw Kirk Cobain perform. Uh, the, the guy who's doing my Kirk Cobain, he did the thing. And I said, you know what? I got to do the show. Within three weeks, we had a show at the Troubadour. They're just making instant decisions and making it happen. And we sold out the Troubadour. And it was the last show the Troubadour had before COVID shut down March 11th. Then I waited wow. uh, almost a year, May, to find another home when COVID was over. And that show has uh, been in Vegas since May. So it's, again, it's a small thing, but it's a big thing to a lot of people. But yeah. a lot of people would be happy to have a show uh, like that all the musicians are so happy to have a steady job and stuff and it's a great show and they get to entertain thousands and thousands of people it's just that's right i i'm gonna we're gonna we're gonna my wife is on here she's blown away look she says you've just inspired and lit a fire under everyone here i feel right. really honestly if people didn't see this interview I feel bad for them because this this is this is on. I mean, look, your house looks like you're sitting in the dang White House, man. And <laughs> and in the book, there's a picture of of your house that you live yeah. in in Hollywood Hills. It's not a double wide. It is <laughs> massive. It, it looks right. like the White House. It's crazy. Imagine losing that house and then uh, work to regain it and find a way to regain it. 
but but I have to tell you, I want to show you something. I know we have a couple of minutes, and and I want to show this picture because part of thinking grow rich. So I have a painting up here. I don't know if you know what this painting is. It's the sign. Is it the signing of the the uh, declaration? Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Okay. Now this is like the ultimate. This, I get inspired by a lot of things, but think about it. It, it, it talks in Think and Grow Rich about the mastermind group. You know how you put, put more yep. than one mind together creates yep. a third. Yes. But think of these people. They put together a document that changed the world forever. They created a nation and, and, and laws and principles that created this free economy, the most powerful nation. I don't know people in there because they believed they could. And they, they all had burning desire. And these weren't people that were broke. They had so much to lose. They had properties and everything. They were going to get killed and, and all that. But that declaration is why I, 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 I get inspired by what America stands for and what it is, the possibilities. It all started back then. And these people who risked their lives to sign this and created a document to create this country, that's a hell of an achievement. And, and people did that. And do you think when they were young and all that, they think they were going to do that, change the world no. forever, you know, change a country, change democracy around the world, that we're a principle, a guidance for everybody? Uh, this is why it's uh, to me America is important. I do love the world. I'm a world citizen, but America is my hope because America is a, an example of what a, what the world is, what what it can be. We're only 300 million people out of 7.3 billion. Is that and crazy? And we are, we lead it all. You know, and that's just like a, the average person. If you take that, you're only one person. In all these things. And what can you achieve if an America who had nothing at the time was against the most powerful army in the world? And, and won its independence and created a great country. So th that's just, again, all these things, a Coral Castle, these things I take inspiration from. Uh, and I want people to take inspiration because it's all possibilities. It's, you, it's the possibilities that people have. You could write a book about the Coral Castle. <laughs> I, I mean, know. you could, I, I, like, I could you write so much about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, I mean, and, oh, dude, this, this yeah. has been, I mean, I've right now, I literally feel like I could run through a brick wall, like yeah. literally. Yeah, and that's the way you need to feel. That's how I feel every day. Yeah. And you can get to that point, you can feel that every day. Wow. Just real quick mention on the movie. You know what John Travolta's uh, favorite movie is? Is Phenomena. Did you ever see Phenomena? No, I didn't. I think you should watch that movie because it's really interesting about the possibility of, uh, 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 of what was going on. I don't want to give it away, but at the end, he has a line, and I want you to pay attention to what he says at the end to this doctor who wants to do brain surgery on his mind because they figured out why he had all these powers and what he says. It's so important because, because he says, that I, I, I'm happy because he was going to die because of it. I'm happy I went through it because I, I, I showed what the possibilities are. You know, I rather I, I went through this because of this because I showed what the possibilities are. Great movie, you'll enjoy the movie, but it's worth watching because again, that's another lesson I took. I watched the whole movie so, to get that line. It's 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 just worth it. It's, it's an amazing movie called Phenomena with John Travolta. You'll enjoy it. It's a, uh, it, but it's again, you got to take things that inspire. Like, don't listen to the families and stuff that's going to tell you you can't make it. Take the things that, you know, watch Forrest Gump. It's a fun movie. And just take what that was going to teach you, you know. Yeah. Watch what America did. Watch the things that people did. Look at what Gandhi achieved, you know. Look at, look at some of these things and get inspired by that and take lessons from that, not take lessons from somebody who has done nothing in life because you'll end up just copying that.
Well, I think where everybody should start that's watching right now is by going to can you really think and grow rich.com and and you you have to like register. A pop-up occurs. If you missed the pop-up, scroll to the bottom of the site. It's down at the bottom also where you can register. Register because Ramy is also picking every you said every few months Pretty you're going to yeah. yeah, you're going to you're going to pick somebody to get on your plane with you and fly wherever you're going to go and spend hours with them, helping them think and grow rich as well with their business, their life, their, their, whatever. I, I, I can't imagine spending hours with you one-on-one -on -one sitting on a plane and, and dissecting my life <laughs> and, yeah. and, 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 you know, helping put it together. Yeah. Like, and it's not only that is being on that plane. Uh, just like me going that. It get, shows you the possibility. Yeah. It, 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 you change your mindset. You could either fly coach on Delta or be sitting on that plane <laughs> in our living room while our waitress is serving us an amazing meal <laughs> uh, and talking. You, you start realizing that it is possible. You just, people need proof. They got to feel like it's real and it's possible. Uh, wow. So, it's, uh, so you, you just need to really. Uh, uh, wow. get that mindset i just uh, that i'm offering this just so i could change somebody's mindset and uh, yeah. not only by talking but being around that and also and that's another that's a really important thing if you're around all these negative people go somewhere go, go somewhere uh, that uh, or be around people that that change that think differently and then, oh. then it becomes contagious and stuff hang around successful people and see how the difference how you feel about yourself you know don't wow. don't envy them or don't be jealous Go there and said, I got to learn. You know, this is where I did. I looked at that man. I wasn't envious and everything. I said, I can learn and do all that. You know, so. Samuel said, I missed it. How do you get on the plane? Go register on can you really think and grow rich.com and, and, and you might have a shot. And it, yeah. So, Ramey, thank you yeah. from the bottom of my heart for spending almost two hours with yeah. us. Sorry, thank just, you, man. That's so. Yeah. Did you just say sorry? You you well, don't just get... a lot to say. I know you like oh, uh, man, this... attention span. They like to keep their time. No, straight. this is unbelievable. Please don't apologize. I am unbelievably grateful that you spent this much time with us. If you'll hang on, I'm going to end the the live stream. I want everybody to go over to can you really think and grow rich.com and buy the book. And, and, and then go get the, get the Kindle version. It's on Amazon, but by the book, listen, the book coming from his website will get to you much faster if you get it from days. his website than Amazon, because it's not, I, they still haven't shipped the copy I bought from yeah. Amazon. So yeah. um, go yeah, over I and get it you get the book. I, yeah, I, know. I, yeah. I just want you to get the book. It's the same place. There or there. If you're more comfortable with Amazon, because that's what you need. Uh, yeah. and do that, but I, but if you want a book in two days, you, 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 there's a big sh paper shortage because of this all logistics and ink shortage. Yeah. So yeah. The, these these presses are just taking forever to get books out. So you, you're gonna wait yeah. three weeks, but uh, on site at least you get in a couple of days. Unbelievable time that we spent here today. Thank you so much. And we're all we're also gonna be on Amazon this evening at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, so everybody's welcome to join us over there. Go to KenWallsLive.com. That'll take you to my Amazon um, live channel and make sure you follow me over there so you'll be notified when Ramey and I go live tonight. 
Ramey, thank you so much. Stay with me. I'm going to end the live stream. Thank you to everybody who's been on here. If you thank haven't you. shared this out, quit being so selfish and share this out. The world needs to hear this message. Thank you again, my friend. It's been incredible. My pleasure. See you guys later.